as a nutritionist, there is this standard of trying to be perfect or you have to be perfect. And that's where I fell into this trap of binge eating and just hiding what I was eating and all the things because I felt as a nutritionist, I had to make sure that I was, you know, having the kale and having the the beans and the whatever it was, but I was not happy. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. I cannot believe that it has been over two months now that we've been doing these episodes. I'm having so much fun meeting with amazing women and talking to them about ways that they are simplifying. And today is exactly that. I'm talking with Tina at simply Tina on Instagram. She has one of those feeds that I constantly keep coming back to because the food looks so good. And it's simple, easy recipes, but super healthful. And I love that. She has a very no fuss approach to nutrition. And I think you guys are going to dig it. And our conversation got real. We talked about emotional eating, disordered eating habits, and my history with that and what I'm doing about it right now, and also how she supports clients that have also struggled. So let's dig in and chat with Tina at Simply Tina. I am so excited to talk all things food and intuitive eating. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I was so excited when you said yes to being a guest because I like follow your page on Instagram religiously. Oh, so sweet. Tell us how long have you been doing this and what are you doing? Like, how are you working with people for those that might not know you or follow you yet like I do? So I have been doing this for, I'm in my fifth year now. It's crazy how time flies and and how my practice has evolved from the beginning So I work with clients virtually right now from my lovely home office here, (laughs) and I do meal planning with them. I I have a couple programs where we kind of go back to basics. I can get into that a bit in a little bit about what that means. Basically, I just help people. I meet them where they're at with, with their wellness journey and take it from there and try not to overwhelm them in the process. <laughs> <laughs> Your food always looks so delicious. Like, Yay, I'm like, there's not often that you see a salad dressing and you're like, I have to make salad dressing. <laughs> okay, that salad dressing that I posted the other day, I am shocked at how many people save that. I was like, oh, okay, so people like that. I'm going to do more of those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the way that you delivered it online too, right? It's like I could save it and like it would be simple for even my kids to throw everything in a blender and make. Like it was just the way that you structured online. As a marketer, I like really love and appreciate the time that you put into that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I love making things simple. That's 
kind of, you know, the Simply Tina and making things simple, but making them delicious. Because, you know, we hear a lot of things in the, the health and wellness industry, like you have to have like bland chicken or bland like broccoli and that equals like being healthy, but that's totally not the case. I'll see a picture of a salad. It'll be like celery and chickpeas. And I'm like, that looks pretty, but I will not eat it. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I like chickpeas if you've blended them together and made it into delicious hummus, but I'm not doing it with crunchy celery. So, okay. I have probably worked with so many different people, but also tried so many different programs out there. And some of them might stick for a little while. Some of them might not stick at all. (laughs) So when you say that you meet somebody where they're at, if it were me, what would you tell someone like me that feels like they've tried everything? And they're like, I don't know, you say you meet me while you're at you say you'll give me a meal plan. But like, what does that mean? Yeah, so meeting people where they're at is so what I do in the initial like consultation is I go through their entire health history. And then after all of that, we dive really deep into, okay, what's your lifestyle like? Are you working from home? Are you commuting every day? What kinds of meals do you like to prepare? How long do you want to spend in the kitchen every single day? Like little things like that. And then from there, that's when I'll make them a plan based on all of their needs. Because someone can come to you and say like, I'm busy, I'm this, I'm that. And then the nutritionist will just make their own version of a plan for them. And then maybe the person will follow it for like a couple days or a week. And then they're just, they give up on it because they're like, well, it doesn't match my lifestyle. So how am I going to keep up with this? So I try to approach it that way. And I do get a lot of women that come to me saying they've tried all the things, like you said, and it, it can work for a bit, but then once you go back to eating the way you did before, you know, you kind of get discouraged too. like you're, I'm a failure, I can't keep up with this. But diets aren't meant to last, like, you know, they're called fad diets, right? They just, they're like a little snippet of something great. And then you go back to everything else. And it it just it doesn't work. They're not meant to work. They're meant to be long term. Yeah, right. Exactly. They're supposed to be something that you would do for the short term. So I think one of the things that I've realized over the last couple of years is my expectations for the timeline in which change will happen Mm -hmm. was way off, like way off. So when I look now at like the things I buy in the grocery store versus what I bought two years ago in the grocery store, there's a lot of like really healthy changes. Mm -hmm. I think I've sometimes got a little slack in the last year for myself, less like more so for my children. (laughs) I think I started <laughs> buying them crap that I would have not usually bought them sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's one of those things, but it's like I think we do have this really unrealistic, maybe, expectation of how long changes happen. So, anything that you can share with us about that, either personal experience or with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So, one of the main things I talk about with clients too is. Healing is not linear. It's not going to be like, you know, overnight, you're going to feel 10,000 times better. Like it, it's a process. And a lot of times I bring in my own experience. And as a nutritionist, there is this standard of trying to be perfect, or you have to be perfect. And that's where I fell into this trap uh, of binge eating and just 
hiding what I was eating and all the things because I felt as a nutritionist, I had to make sure that I was, you know, having the kale and having the the beans and the whatever it was, but I was not happy. And I was literally like after nutrition school, I would drive to McDonald's. This was at like 9.30 p.m. And I would go to McDonald's after class and I would sit in my car and eat it. And then I would just throw it in the garbage and clean up whatever and go home. It was just this like cycle. Every single week I was doing that. And then after, I remember after school was done, I kind of started doing the same thing. And I would try to go on diets myself. And I was like, okay, well, if I... If I'm a nutritionist, why can't I keep up with this? So I was falling in that cycle. So I bring that up to a lot of my clients and they're usually like surprised to hear that a nutritionist is struggling and a nutritionist has acne and all these things. And when they, I think when they can relate to that, it's helpful versus like seeing this someone, but behind the scenes, they're struggling, but they see this like perfectly painted picture and they can't relate to what's going on with them. Yeah, I agree. I think that's probably why I follow you so closely, right? Is you have this very real element to what you're doing. And I love that you share that story with us because that is very brave. And (laughs) that's like, that's a big deal. Last, I think it was last year I shared, it took me a while to even get to the point. I think it was 2019 that I really started to focus on myself and like what made me happy and listen to my body and all the things. And then in 2020, I shared my journey and I was so afraid to put it out there. But I got such an amazing response. And sometimes I get really emotional thinking about it because it's like people are going through that as well. And they need to see that to know we're human. Nutritionists are human. And I was just like blown away at how many people sent me DMs about it and I was just like crying <laughs> behind the screen like <laughs> right when you have those posts that make you feel so vulnerable it's like the best gift in the world to get uh, a DM I, from somebody oh man I like throw my phone I'm like don't look at it for like two hours I can't <laughs> it's so true oh my gosh yeah I I find that I have to be really careful who I follow in health and wellness online It's like you're letting them into your circle in some way, right? And they have that influence, whether you like it or not. It's sometimes subconscious that that comparison and that that pressure. I know even just something like struggling to drink water or remember to take my vitamins every day or having great sleep and being in health and wellness, it can be a lot of pressure. So I can relate on that. And I think I haven't shared very much my journey with emotional eating. I think I've like sort of hinted at it. But just before we hit record, I was sharing with you that I find I never really identified as somebody who binge ate. And I never identified as somebody who like really severely restricted food. But I had, and from doing a lot of work, like inner work and therapy and working with a health coach, realized that I did have some really negative views on food and diet culture. And I was restricting in some ways that were kind of incognito. (laughs) They weren't really recognizable. And I was also emotionally eating at like a just under binge level, you know, so it was somewhere on the spectrum and it wasn't healthy. And so I have to be really careful about who I follow so that I'm not like, I don't know, triggered or it's, 
it's a process, I guess. What do you tell people that come to you that are aware or maybe aren't yet aware? Who I don't know how they, when they come to you, maybe they aren't yet aware. Like, what would you tell somebody that struggled with emotional eating? Yeah. So I, that's funny you mentioned that you weren't really aware because I, bringing it back to my story too, is like, I wasn't really aware of what I was doing either. I would say like I had a a great childhood, but I'm Greek. So food was (laughs) eat, eat, eat. Are you full? Just keep eating. Like, or why aren't you eating? You know, it was always things like that or like making comments about people's bodies. But it, it wasn't like a malicious thing. It was just, oh, like you look good. Like you lost weight or little things like that. And when I go back and I just think about the cycle, my upbringing is like, wow, I used to do those things growing up as well and it just it blew my mind because I did a lot of inner work as well and I see I I talk to someone regularly just to keep myself sane but it's crazy when you bring those things up and again when I talk to my clients it's I always bring in that personal side too and when someone's talking to me about we're going through the health history I kind of make notes on my end and I can see the patterns because I went through it. So I don't usually bring it up to them right away because I don't want to overwhelm them or have them feel kind of like hostile towards me. So what I do is I'll take those notes and then when I'm making a plan for them, I start including things that helped me along on my journey like subtly and to see how it will help them along the way too. So instead of just being like, I notice you do this, that means this. It just, it kind of makes them feel like they've done something wrong. And when I want to be like the complete opposite. So I'm very subtle because a lot of things, like you said, trigger people too, right? When you're looking at things online or even words a nutritionist say to you could also be a trigger. So I just try to be really careful around how I approach things. If that answered the question. (laughs) Yeah, it totally does. It really does. I love what you said about being subtle and also the fact that you are able to relate and you're able to hear those trends of maybe things they've tried or different diets that have come and gone and stuff like that. I think about it like going to the doctor as an adult. Almost every single time I went to the doctor, something would be mentioned about my weight, whether I had a child eight months ago or whether I hadn't had a child. It was always brought up. And so at some point, I think I was like, screw it, I might not go to the doctor this year. And the same thing with a nutritionist. I think if you're struggling, you might be like, well, if I go, then... So I think it's about having a safe environment. And I know one of the things that wanted like this huge light bulb moment. And I want to share this with people because I think they're like, oh yeah, I have like a pretty normal history. But sometimes a health professional can pick out something that you never noticed. And I'd probably been working pretty specifically around my health for maybe four years. And I went to see somebody to do some body work. And she went through my history at a totally different level than I'd ever had before. I'd had people go through it. I've sat in a naturopath's office and been like, shit, this feels like therapy. But but I was sitting there and she's asking me these questions. And she's like, well, tell me about high school. And I was like, who asks a 38-year-old woman about high school? And she was like, so tell me about that. I was like, I don't know. I played a lot of basketball. And I start like talking about it. And she's like, you were very active. I was like, yeah, I was. I was really active. And 
And she's like, okay, like, what else? Oh, you know, I made this basketball team as a really big deal. And the first practice, I broke my wrist. And she was like, wow. So you were really active and you had this big goal and you reached your goal and then it didn't happen the way you thought it would. And I was like, yes, that's true. <laughs> like, like, where, uh-huh. where is she going with this? <laughs> and then she's like, okay, so what else happened? I was like, well, in grade 11, I got really bad mono and I was at home for six months on the couch. And she's like, what? I was like, oh, no, <laughs> it was really bad. I couldn't work out. I couldn't do any of the sports I used mm-hmm. to play. And really, as I'm talking to her, like ever since that point I have like done stuff to sort of like sabotage my own health and my own body and she was like okay so I've connected the, and I'm like I'm connecting them right now I'm connecting <laughs> them to <laughs> it's like, I thought I was just having a massage like what yeah <laughs> so it, it I never would have connected those dots same thing with working with a health coach and looking at how do you reward yourself when you do something. And I was like, shoot, it was pretty yeah. clear that like I had grown up in a home where a lot of reward had to do with how we celebrated included food. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and it, I even noticed it with my kids now and I'll have to like be like, I stop myself and be like, oh wait, yeah, no, we're going to celebrate and we're going to celebrate. It's not going to include cake. Yeah, yeah. it's and, crazy how that happens. Yeah, you don't notice it. It's like a thing that if I bet if people are listening right now and they're like, stop and go, okay, if I had a bad day, what would my parent do? Yeah. My mom would make a BLT. And she knows mm. I use that BLT example all the time. And I'm like, mom, we have a bad day. You need a BLT. And guess what that did? It made me want BLTs all the time. <laughs> It was like, right? Like, it was like my mom's hug when she was on the other side of the country. And I'm like, sometimes it could have been a healthier way to feel like I was getting my mom's hug. So So tell us what is next for you? What do you have? Like, what are you working on? And how can people work with you? So I'm actually working on a group program. Not sure when I'm going to launch it yet, but... I'm excited about it because I'm only going to take on, I'm thinking like 10 people because I want it to be like a small, intimate group. It's going to be like a 21 day thing. And it's none of this like, you know, we're removing sugar and gluten and dairy and all the things because I've done those programs before at the beginning because I didn't know what I was talking about or doing. (laughs) I thought that's what I needed to do. But it's going to be sort of like a get back to basics program and teach people, you know, for example, what does protein do for the body? What does fat do for the body? What do carbs do for the body? And just approach it in a way that is fun and also like educational and not something where it's you have to eat this so that you, you know, feel this just to teach people the fundamentals of health and how simple it can be. I'm working on that now. Don't know when it's launching, but it's going to happen this year. (laughs) Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes and make sure that people, by the time this episode comes out, we'll make sure we can link it for them. Sorry, one more thing. I just added this service actually to my website. It's called In the Kitchen or in, In My Kitchen. So this is like an hour virtual session. And what it is, is we go through, you know, what's in your fridge, what's in your pantry, like what kind of spices do you like to use? How do you like to cook? What do you like to throw in all we go through everything. And 
and we actually cook together as well. So it's kind of like, hey, what's in your fridge right now? Let's like pick a few ingredients and we're going to whip it up together on uh, camera. And I really like this because I try to teach people to, I kind of call it my feel good kitchen where it's like, it starts from the grocery shopping. It's all an experience. So like the grocery shopping, picking the ingredients, coming home and getting in the kitchen, making everything, the whole process, sitting down, enjoying it. Like it's this whole I just love it so much. It's just like a fun, (laughs) it's a fun time and people just need to get back to that feeling of you're in charge of how you want to feel. You're in charge of what you eat. It's all you and you can get there if you just start listening to your body and just going with the flow of things and nothing has to be perfect. I love that because right now a lot of us feel like everything is out of our control. And so I love what you said about you're in control. And one of the things on my joy list is going to the farmer's market and then it just sort of rolling into like uh, an afternoon I of cooking. And market. so I think of that when you describe that, I'm like, there is a whole experience, even just like getting the Instant Pot going with oats in the morning with my daughter, that whole, it is an experience and yes. it can be really amazing and healthy at the same time, but it kind of makes us flip any kind of like negativity that we have with food and what we're fueling our body with. Yeah, exactly. That's a beautiful experience. Okay, so we'll make sure we link that in the show notes for them too so that you can check out the session in the kitchen with Tina. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. All right, so we have some fun rapid fire so that we can get to know Tina a little bit more. Just something playful. (laughs) So are you a coffee or tea girl? coffee used to be tea (laughs) do you add like all the things to it is it blended with you know 17 superfoods no i just put you know what i put maple syrup it is good times Mm. (laughs) maple syrup in there a little bit of (laughs) a little bit of steamed cream but i'm not having cream right now because it's like hating my face so we're going with coconut milk but very simple (laughs) so it's like the dairy is tied to the when you say hating your face do you mean yes Okay. Yeah, for me right now, it's just this like, it's fun times, but we're working on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next one is real books or audiobooks? Real books. I like to hold it and smell it like a creeper, but yeah. (laughs) You know, the new book smell? So good. (laughs) All those chemicals. Oh my gosh. I'm half kidding. Half kidding. That's amazing. Do you do meditations or affirmations? I'm more of an affirmations girl. Awesome. Okay, cardio or yoga? (laughs) Can I say neither? I cannot get over how similar the answers are from the guests that I've had on. Like, what does this mean, Kirstie? Okay, I like. Okay, cardio, I'm like just, I used to play soccer, so I liked it then, but even yoga, I'm not a huge fan, but I can do like the restorative yoga where you literally just like lie there. (laughs) That's what I like. (laughs) I love it. We keep it real. So I I think everyone appreciates this answer when people are like, ugh. Like, ew. (laughs) All right, last one is live by the water or the mountains. Ooh, water. Yeah, water. That's awesome. (laughs) 
All right. Thank you so much for coming today and for having fun with us on the podcast. And we cannot wait to check out all your new programs that are coming. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.